you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 63. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast this week. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see me, and I'm going to try and do this very quickly because I have priorities. See close? See these eyelashes? fake. We can barely see them because most of them have come out. <clears throat> I have an eyelash appointment. It's a new thing I've started doing. My friend Allison turned me on to it. It's all about how to get ready in the least amount of time and look good enough. So now I've almost gotten down to uh, just very little bit of makeup, some Neutrogena lip gloss, I think it looks cute. And my um, my fake eyelashes that I have to get replaced every couple of weeks. And I like take a nap while I'm doing it. So um, I have an eyelash appointment. So let's, uh, yeah, you know, priorities. All right, enough about me. I wanna cover today, I just recently did a challenge. Um, I was enrolling for my private mastermind membership. And so I have a free Facebook group called the Badass Mamas and a Few Cool Daddies Facebook group. So if you're not in it, you can find me and um, ask to be put in and I will approve you and you'll come in and we post content. And um, I ran a challenge, a three-day, three-hour training, um, how to stop fighting with your strong-willed kiddo. And there was it went great and there was a lot of positive feedback and I taught things kind of in a different way than I've ever taught it before. And so and so if you if you didn't see it or you weren't aware of it, I'm gonna kind of give you guys some cliff notes because I thought it'd be fun to make a podcast that kind of goes with that. And we took the challenge down. May 1st, once the new group started. And I think we're opening enrollment up for the membership again in October, not until October. So in the meantime, if you want to see that challenge, we're going to have uh, some something in the show notes here where you can sign up and get the challenge sent to your, your email. Uh, I can, can't all tell how techy I am. I have an amazing assistant her name is brandy and she helps me with everything so i'm like i think there's going to be like a link is that what it's called i'm really showing my age here anyway so i wanted to give you guys a podcast because i think this is a common problem 
that many people want help with. And they're, yeah, they're like, yeah, uh, teach me how to stop fighting with my kid because they're driving me nuts and my house feels like a war zone. So that's what this podcast is about. I wanted to just kind of wrap it up and give you three tools, three tools to stop fighting with your strong-willed kid. And if you want to learn more about any of these tools, I cover this in the three hour training that will be dripped out to you one day at a time. And, um, and so there's, so for all you fact finders that are like, yeah, I want more of this. Just know you can sign up for that. So the three tools I'm going to cover today are the first one. You have to have a parent plan. Okay. And so what I want to tell you is you're fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting and you know, you know, they're going to push your buttons. You know, you have this strong-willed kid that digs their heels in, you know, when you ask them to go right, they're going to go left. You know that when you say it's bedtime, they're going to find a million reasons why it's not bedtime. You know that the mornings are chaotic and there's arguing and everything's, you know, all the things because they're, they've been happening and this is not new to you. You're just like, how do I stop it? And so the definition of insanity is to do the same things over and over again and expect different results, right? Like what you've been doing, I'm guessing hasn't been working. So we want to start first with the one thing you do have control over, you. We don't control our kids. And when we try to control them, especially these strong-willed ones, what do they do? Y'all know what they do. They dig their heels in. It becomes a power struggle. Before you know it, it becomes super heated. We find ourselves in the parent gap where we're doing things or saying things that we swore we would never do. And maybe we're even self-aware to know when it's happening that it's not the right thing to do and it's not going to give us a different result. And yet we find ourselves there again and again and again. So the first place we have to start is with you, the parent. So you have to have a parent plan. I teach a tool in the three-day challenge and it's called the Calm Down Corner Within. Okay? It's all about when you find yourself in that gap, in that parent gap, in a triggered state, you can't think clearly. You're seeing red. You may notice that your heart's beating faster, start to sweat a little bit, right? You're going, your brain, your amygdala, your brain, that part of your brain that goes into fight or flight mode has been triggered. You are not able to access the thinking brain during those moments. So you feel all those sensations happening in your body. You're aware of it. But to remember the tools that you've learned from the Mastermind Parenting Podcast or the book you've read, The Parent Gap, you have to be in your thinking brain. You have to be where all the exec executive functioning happens. And when you're in that triggered state, you're not in your thinking brain. So you're not going to remember any of the things. So the main thing is, is you need to go to the calm down corner within. It involves breath. It involves a mantra. I teach this other kind of freaky tool called tapping. I go over all of this in 
the three hour training. And, um, and we, I cover this specific tool and all the details of exactly how to do it in that training. So if you wanna learn more about the Calm Down Corner Within, right? You wanna go and upload that training. If you're a yogi, if you're a person who practices mindfulness, if you're already into all the woo-woo things to get yourself into a calmer space where you can access that thinking brain, there's lots of different ways to do it. Meditation, journaling, exercising, whatever it is, it's all about your parent plan. When you're in a triggered state, how do you access the calm down corner within when you're in the heat of the moment. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. You have to practice it often so that when you need that plan, when you need to stay calm because they're pushing your buttons, right? You need to be able to access that plan quickly and retrain your brain to access it quickly. And I promise you guys, this works and it takes work. So if you want to find out my Calm Down Corner Within and the plan that I like to teach and you want to hear it more in depth, get that training. Otherwise, come up with your own plan. I promise you it involves breath. It involves uh, controlling your own thinking, calming all those swirling thoughts and getting to that state of mindfulness. It may even involve for you, it may be going and washing your hands and noticing your hands and the soap like when you bring when you notice where you are in your body that's practicing mindfulness so it can be something really tiny um so that's your first step in stop in in stopping fighting with your strong-willed kid your first step is your parent plan what is it how do you get yourself to a calmer state so that you can get to your thinking brain and remember what to do and remember what to do remember how to you know stay composed and not get wrapped up into the fight and match their vibe how do you do that okay parent plan number one the second thing you do the second tip you need a kid plan so what's your kid plan? Well, typically our kid plan is to tell them all the things they're doing wrong or how they may not speak to us and to stop doing that right now. And you know the rules. We go into lecture mode and no child in the history of childhood has ever learned anything from a lecture. So that doesn't work. We can continue giving lectures and telling them how they're disrespectful and telling them how they will do this and they won't do that and they should and they shouldn't and blah, 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 blah. And again, go back to the definition of insanity. It's not working. That's why you continue fighting. That's why you continue having your household be a war zone. So you can be right and continue standing on your pedestal preaching, or you can choose to become connected. Okay? So your kid plan is you have to connect before you correct. You have to connect before you correct. That's why the lectures don't work. So what's your kid plan? What's your proactive kid plan? Are you finding times 
to connect during your days, build trust, be connected so that every time you guys interact, it you kind of, you disrupt this pattern of constant fighting as a way of communicating. Let's disrupt that and let's start finding ways to connect with our kids proactively so that when we get to those moments, we can fall back on all that connection and then we can connect with them in the moment when they're totally out of control, they trust us, we're doing it on a regular basis and then when we need to correct, we can correct. And it's much more effective when you've actually done the connecting piece. So the tool I like to teach in terms of proactive connection, I call it the pet tool. It's present engaged time, present engaged time, five to 15 minutes a day. I write about it in my book. I talk about it in this challenge. If you wanna know more about present engaged time, the mastermind parenting way, check those resources out. Okay, so kid plan, calm down corner within. I mean, parent plan, calm down corner within. Kid plan is step two, pet time. Number three is the us plan. Now, you gotta master the top two, right? You've practiced your own calm down corner within so that you're not gonna get sucked in to their energy when they're feeling out of control in all those moments. You're not getting sucked into their energy. You're, you have a plan in place to, to, to stay composed, right? And to, and to stay in your own lane and not to get sucked into their vibe. The second thing, you have a kid plan. You're doing lots of connecting moments so that when it comes time to correct, they trust you and you and they're much more inclined to listen and to follow your lead because you're very connected. And it's not just communicating through disconnection, communicating through trying to control and then power struggling the way it typically goes down with these strong-willed kids. We have to disrupt that pattern. The us plan, okay, when we get to the us plan, it's really all about having productive conversations and mastering empathy. How you do empathy in real life. This is when we've done the connect, 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 and we're finally ready to correct. You do it through the productive conversation. So empathy is the secret sauce to everything being figured out. Really, like nothing's off limits to discuss when you, when you practice and train yourself and your children to have these productive conversations. And so, so what it looks like is your kids are going to be totally out of control and pushing your buttons and doing all the things that they've typically done that you get sucked into. And before you know it, you guys are fighting, fighting, fighting. Instead, you access your parent plan. You access the calm down corner within. You've done lots of pet time. You've had lots of connecting moments from the minute you pick them up from school until bedtime. There's been, there's been lots of connecting little moments. And so now when you get to, I have to, how do I do empathy? What's the us plan? It's something must be, something must have happened. You seem really upset, right? So you're putting words 
that you are letting them know, like, I get it. I can see your perspective. You're not taking it personally. Wow. Like they, they're like, they, let's say we're, let's just say like, they're like, like, why do you have to be so stupid? Let's say they call you a name. And instead of going into lecture mode, we call, we keep ourselves calm. We take a breath and then we've done a lot of connecting. So we're totally connected to our kid and we know they know we think they're a good guy. We've done a lot of this. Hey, I know when something like this is coming out of your mouth, it, there's something that that's happened. There's something, there's something bugging you. We don't take it personally, right? We're able to do that because we've done all those other things and we're, we're really connected to our kid. So, you know, they call us stupid or something like that. Why do you have to be so stupid? And you're like, whoa, something must have happened. What's going on? Why are you, you know, you seem really upset. Like, what's going on? Tell me what's underneath that. Nothing. It's just annoying. I did something annoying? I, I'm not even aware of it. Tell me, what was it? What did I do? What was it? And then, so you're asking questions. You're investigating. I did something annoying? Really? Like, you're curious, but you're also empathizing at the same time. And you're saying... Like something like you seem really upset or you seem really frustrated. So we're putting words to their perspective. We're not holding on to the words, even though they just called us names. We're saying worst case scenario here, right? And I'm not saying you guys be a doormat. Let your kids just start hurling insults because when you have productive conversations, what happens is when you've gone to the calm down corner within and you have your plan for staying calm, you have your kid plan, which is we're doing a lot of regular connecting. We don't have to get so hung up on every word right there in the moment. We're going to come back and circle back to the name calling and, and the disrespect in them and us not deserving it. But the time to do it is not right now when they're in their emotional brain and we're trying super hard to stay in our thinking brain and not to be sucked into our emotional brain, right? So the time is not now to start correcting. So all we want to do is empathize in that moment, which is like, you seem super frustrated. You're super annoyed. Wait, did I do something annoying? What was annoying? I'm not even aware of it. Tell me, tell me more. We're, we're saying, I, I see that you're super frustrated. I okay, I hear you that I'm being annoying. Like, tell me, I, I don't even know. I'm not even aware of it. Let's say we told them to do their homework. And so we are aware of it. And they're like, ugh, so annoying. Nag, 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 nag. Oh, all right. You don't want to do your homework right now. So me telling you to do your homework is super annoying. And, it's, and I sound like a nag. Right? That's still just empathizing, putting words to their experience. Basically, you're just mirroring back whatever they said. And you're saying it in like in not a rude way. So you're actually modeling in that moment how to properly um, to, to communicate your own feelings. You're putting words to their emotional language. And you're modeling how to do it in a respectful way. You're not lecturing them about how that they should show respect. You're actually doing respect and modeling it. Do y'all see how much more effective that is? And so then they're like, 
yeah, you sound like a nag. I don't want to do my homework. So right, like you're spent after a full day at school. It, the last thing on your mind is doing your homework right now. All right, I hear that. I hear you. I get it. Okay, so like what did you want? What was your time frame? When did you want to get your homework done? Would you rather like go play outside for a little bit? Like tell me, tell me what would work for you. So then they're like, yeah, I don't want to do it right now. Okay, well, when do you want to do it? I don't know, in 30 minutes. Great. It's not a big deal. All you had to say was, Mom, I had a really long day today. Uh, I'd like to take 30 minutes just to chill and relax. And then in 30 minutes, I'll do the homework. Like, that's all you had to say. You didn't have to tell me that I was stupid or annoying or a nag. You didn't have to, you didn't have to do all, all you had to do was say it. It's totally reasonable and it makes sense. But when you, when you start off the bat by name calling, like it sort of makes me want to do the opposite of that. Like, does that, do you see? And so now you're having a productive conversation and you're doing it in the moment, right? And we're modeling the right way to do it. So the us plan, the empathizing, the productive conversation, it really can only happen, you guys, when you've been doing the parent plan, the kid plan, right? It can only happen when those two things have been happening. And now you can move on to the us plan. And then it just grows and builds and grows and builds. And yes, he goes and he does his thing and he does his homework. And then later on, y'all are hanging out and you're like, you know, earlier when you really didn't want to do your homework right after school, which was reasonable, but instead of just telling me, you like called me stupid and a nag and started calling me names, like, I know that's not who you are, but when you're frustrated, how about just telling me I had a long day or I'm frustrated and tell and talking about how you feel and what you need rather than hurling insults my way. Like, I don't deserve that. Do you think I deserve that? See, so you're talking about it now at a non-relevant time. The moment has passed and you're not preaching and you're not telling them all the ways that, you know, they're a jerk and a creep and they really disappointed you. No, you're just advocating for yourself. You're being assertive. You're showing your pack leadership and you're talking about it at a time where they're in their thinking brain and they can actually hear you. And the point of that is, is that when we teach them things at the right time, when they're in their thinking brain, guess what happens? It improves future behavior. We end up having more productive conversations, more productive conversations before you know it, we're a family that can talk about anything and everything. It's never gonna be perfect. We're still gonna have heated moments. We're still gonna call each other names sometimes. And we can always come back and come back and come back and get back on the same page and be in a connected relationship. All right, I gotta go get the lashes done. Hope you guys have a great one, bye. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.